welcome back to episode seven of Lead, Travel, Pray. Today, we're talking about a topic that is near and dear to our hearts. Girls trip! Woohoo! I am... <laughs> I am Sandy Schneider, and with me today, I have Michelle Strike and Rebecca Ellis. Ladies, thanks for being here. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Very fun topic. Now, before we get started, as we've clearly identified, our topic is girls trip. Just a quick note for any of the guys in our listening audience, please do not tune out. A lot of what we're talking about today is really about spending time um, on ourselves and with our loved ones, whether that be friends or family members. Um, And I think a lot of what we're going to talk about today can certainly apply similarly to a guy's trip. So we welcome all of the guys in our audience today. Now, when we talk about girls trips, I think uh, oftentimes we giggle about them uh, because the mainstream media um, oftentimes depicts girls trips as things like Hello fights and wild dancing in the middle of the night at clubs um, and sometimes some excessive drinking. However, there is research and some data to show that girls trips have been found to have huge positive benefits. So good things are happening outside of pillow fights, dancing through the night and excessive drinking. In fact, there's data that supports positive benefits both on the emotional side as well as the physical side for girls trips. And so with that, let's start with talking about what are the positive benefits that you can find from taking time to step away from your normal routine to enjoy time with your girlfriends. Uh, Michelle, would you like to get us started with the positive benefits? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, one of the top things for me is relaxation, lots of fun, Um, tons of laughing. I feel like I probably laugh more on girls trips than just about any other time. Um, (laughs) Good food and drinks. And I would say that I end up going to cool places that I wouldn't ordinarily choose on my own. I feel like a lot of the locations that I've gone to for girls trips, I have not chosen. And um, if I'm planning it, I'm going to go someplace that's kind of on my list. And so I've unexpectedly liked um, some of the places that I've gone for girls trips a lot more than I thought. Nice. That's definitely a benefit. I had laughter on mine, too. I know that the three of us have done a lot of laughing together on girls' trips. If only that could burn all the calories that we ate and drank. True True story. Rebecca, what would you add to that list as positive benefits of taking time? I think really just escaping the daily routine, right? Getting away from work, from parenthood demands, a chance to really just catch up with friends while you don't have to worry about taking care of things back at home. So that's, for me, the biggest benefit. Similar to that, I had relaxation. So I think that's aligned with your point of stepping away from your real responsibilities and spending time simply relaxing. Um, And then for me, another positive benefit is connection. Uh, So reconnecting with friends that I have known since first grade Uh, friends that have become very dear friends that maybe I've been friends with for 10 years. A lot of the girls that I travel with live across the country, and so I don't oftentimes get to see them face-to-face. So those times that we spend on girls' trips are are really beneficial for 
um, continuing to develop our relationship and uh, reconnecting truly with the other individual. And so, because there are so many positive benefits, um, certainly we should all be planning a girl's trip. Um, but sometimes it, it's, um, it's not always easy to do so. Um, we've got different obstacles that may be in front of us. Um, we may feel guilty about taking the time um, to go on a girl's trip. Do you guys ever experience those feelings? And, and what are the obstacles that you might face? I think one of the big ones is just feeling guilty about spending money on yourself. Um, so I'm a mom, have a family, and to take a trip, anything extravagant that only I benefit from, I think is an easy thing to feel guilty about. So just this weekend, I was talking to a girlfriend who was considering going on a girl's trip I'm organizing, but she said, if I spend that money on myself, I feel like I need to figure out a way to spend that same amount of money on my son to not feel guilty about it. And also, she's a single parent, and she was saying, you know, any time that I have with him is really precious, and so it would have to be scheduled around that time so that I don't give up that kind of time. And so I think just the demands on our time and being able to prioritize yourself over the, over others sometimes can be really difficult. Do you have any tips on how to overcome those feelings of guilt or managing your time effectively? Mom guilt runs pretty strong. So I would say understanding that there is a benefit to the family for you getting a chance to kind of recharge your batteries and um, trying not to keep a balance sheet about your own sort of mental health and the, um, the positive aspects of it. So usually the trips I take aren't extravagant. So it's not like I'm spending our entire family's monthly budget on something just for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I think planning for it and, and having that understanding of it, it is really a gift to others too. Oh, absolutely. And they don't mind when I'm gone, really. They have a good time. So <laughs> things are a little more relaxed maybe around here. So And they're texting yeah. you updates, right, on what you're missing at home? Right. True. True. Yes. Um, so you mentioned mom guilt, um, and that I think is probably a big player for many women as they're thinking about taking um, time away to spend with their girlfriends. Um, but we've already talked about what the benefits are of girls' trips, that they're important to both our physical and our emotional health. Um, but what is it that is different? Why is a girls' trip different from a vacation that you might take with your significant other or a family member? I would say for me, it's really about fun, no drama, rarely is there much of a schedule. And um, so it really is, Sandy, I would say about reconnecting and having fun. Um, I too typically take girls trips with people that I wouldn't otherwise see. And so rather than us flying to each other's destinations that we've seen and paying good money for that, we figure why don't we um, drive or fly to someplace else and check that out? And so it's it does feel quite different than other family trips that I do. It feels more um, low-key, and it is just about quality time with each other. It's less about what we're actually doing. And when it's a family trip, I'm pretty much the planner. And so on a lot of girls' trips, it's a, a shared responsibility. So it's really nice. Sometimes I don't have to do any planning at all and just show up. That's very different than a family vacation. Um, and then only also worrying about myself and packing myself um, too. Just 
it's cheaper, it's easier, lots of benefits to taking a trip without the family. <laughs> I got to tell you, I travel with the best girlfriends because if it's me traveling with my significant other, I tend to take the lead in planning um, activities and where we're staying um, after we, we agree on where it is that we're going. Um, and so it is fantastic to travel with girlfriends where everyone is willing to sort of step up and take the leadership role um, and you're not always responsible. And both of you are, bo- are both very good at that. So, hey, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Right back at you. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. So, Rebecca, you mentioned um, one of the obstacles is guilt and thinking about taking time for yourself versus taking that time off um, to spend in another way with your family. Um, Another thing um, for me, I think that oftentimes becomes an obstacle is thinking about um, the cost of the trip. And particularly with home ownership, when there is always a next project to be working on at home that costs money, you can be challenged, I think, to think about, okay, am I going to spend this money on a fantastic uh, long weekend getaway with my girlfriends? That is certainly a nice to have versus a must-have, or am I going to replace the broken toilet in the spare bedroom or whatever that might be um, that has a cost associated with it? And so as you're thinking about where to spend your discretionary dollars, I think that's oftentimes um, an obstacle to planning girls' trips. Now, that there's ways around that, right? Um, with planning ahead, budgeting appropriately, knowing that you're going to go on a girl's trip, um, not having to travel luxuriously. It's really just about spending time together. So there are ways to overcome that. Yeah, I would build on that. In May, um, a couple of local friends and I, we have chosen a weekend that we'd like to get away each year, but I had a work commitment all day on Friday. So we were going to lose, you know, a part of the weekend to not even get there till late Friday night. So we decided to do a staycation where we got a hotel room locally and went to a spa and ate and had brunch on Sunday before going, you know, our separate ways. And so for a few hundred dollars, we still were able to have our getaway. And it wasn't quite the time commitment away from um, responsibility and family and still got the connection time that we all needed. Absolutely. I've also done um, a girl's trip where um, we were trying to manage costs effectively and ended up going actually to St. Louis, where a number of the girls already lived. And so there were a number of people who didn't have to buy airfare because they already lived in the city. Um, And then there's a place to stay. You don't have to incur hotel costs every night because there are different friends' homes that you can stay at. So I think there's a number of ways to manage um, around the cost barrier of a girl's trip? I would say for me, one of my barriers is time. So as somebody who does not live close to family, and I also travel for work, it can be hard for me to prioritize some of those more social trips when I'm already, you know, away about once a month, sometimes more. 
And um, so it is something that I remind myself, okay, plan at least one or two of these a year. It will be good. You know, it will be fun. It will be, you know, another weekend that you're away, but um, it's always good. So I would say that sometimes it's the time since I'm already away so much. In fact, my neighbors tease me saying that I should just um, do my condo on Airbnb <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Might not be a bad idea. <laughs> Do you guys have um, a goal in mind at the beginning of the year about how much time you want to dedicate to girls trips or how many different girls trips you might go on in, say, a calendar year? Do you, do you set out at the beginning of the year with that plan or is it something that you would say is more likely to evolve throughout the year? I think for me, it's definitely just more likely to evolve. Um, I'm very fortunate that I have an unlimited vacation policy, so I don't have to worry about uh, the time that I take for this versus um, other types of holidays or family time. Um, it's something we went to for our salary employees a few years ago, and I would highly recommend it. Um, it's actually a good way to clear a balance sheet of a lot of built-up uh, vacation um, benefits and then saves a lot of tracking of people's time off. But um, that, I guess, is helpful for me. I I don't know that I would say I have a, a metric. Maybe that's something I should consider trying to measure. But um, I usually take one a year, um, it seems like, on average. But I don't necessarily limit it to that. Sure. And by the way, now everyone wants to know, Rebecca, where you work <laughs> so they can apply for a job. Right. Unlimited right. <laughs> It is pretty amazing. We work really hard and we play very hard. Yes. Nice. Michelle, how about you? How do you think about planning for the year? Yeah, I would say that um, in any given year, I expect to have at least two, sometimes three. I do try to space them out. I will confess that last year was quite excessive on um, the girls' trips. It was a big birthday year, so I took five. <laughs> Count it. Nice. Five in five months. So <laughs> this year, I'm not doing as many. But um, it was a lot of fun. I would say that um, five in five months was an anomaly. One of them was with you ladies. Yes. So it was totally of worth course. it. <laughs> of course. I don't know. A year of five girls trips sounds pretty good to me. It was great, but not great for the pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> so last year you did five girls trips. Um, I counted mine up. I started doing an annual girls trip with my sister's um, 16 years ago, which is, oh. um, unbelievable that that much time has gone by, but it was 16 years ago when we, um, made a commitment and this is before marriage, this is before kids, but we looked at each other and said, <clears throat> we are going to dedicate time once a year to getting together. And that can be anywhere. It can be for any amount of time that works with what's going on in our lives but we will do this. And um, it's not always been easy when people, years when people are getting married and years when people are pregnant or having a baby um, or have just small children. It's not easy, but we have made a, a commitment to do that. And now looking back on the records I have, the photos that I have from all of those trips, um, it's been quite amazing. And nobody, of course, wants the, to break the streak now. <laughs> right. Um, but we have all, and Rebecca, you have done annual, um, <clears throat> excuse me, girls trips with your sister as well as uh, friends. So we have done 
collectively a lot of girls trips over the years. But not everybody, I'm sure in our listening audience, is doing regular girls trips, even though it might be something that they've always wanted to do or dreamt about doing. So what advice might you have for someone who has never taken a girls trip, but uh, would like to do so? My suggestion would be to start small. I think that um, frequently I try to go to girls um, places for girls trips that are within a half day of driving so that you don't have the expensive airfare. You can kind of plan that a little bit more last minute because it's easier to book a hotel last minute and see what deals you get. I would say that almost all of my girls trips have been within a three to five hour drive of here and I think then depending upon how many people are going split up the tasks so I think one person could book the hotel another person drives another gets drinks and snacks someone else looks up things to do someone creates a spreadsheet right Rebecca <laughs> always, always. <laughs> to, to, to track who's doing what who's paid for what and um, I so I would say you know, start by getting some sort of small commitment from somebody, whether it be a deposit for a hotel or something, so that one person isn't left financially in the lurch. But again, if you're driving, booking a hotel, all of that can be canceled at the last minute. So it's a pretty um, easy thing to do, even if you see, see, oh, next month, a few of us can get together. I would say start small, two or three of you go. Nice. I, I agree with you. Just do it. And if it's intimidating, if it's overwhelming, start small. And it could be as easy as um, a, a one-night stay um, in a hotel in the town that you live in. Get your girls mm -hmm. together. Um, plan an afternoon activity. Plan a, a, a nice dinner, maybe an evening activity. Spend the night. Have brunch the next day. Toast to a fantastic first girls trip and then do it again next year and consider mm -hmm. building on. Because I think even if you do 24 hours together, you've got an opportunity to step away from your day-to-day -day hectic life and reconnect with your girlfriends. Yeah. yeah Great yeah, advice, sure. Sandy. Just do Just it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> So we haven't yet talked about some of our favorite girls trip destinations. And there may be some people out there who are wondering, well, where exactly are you girls going? And what are your favorite places? So I thought maybe um, we could do a little bit of rapid fire here with some of our girls trip questions. So my thought is for someone who is thinking about planning a girls trip, we want to share with you some of the fantastic trips that we personally have been on. So here's how it's going to go. I'm going to read a question or a prompt. And Rebecca, you'll be first up. Michelle, we'd love to hear from you next. And then I will round out answers for uh, that particular prompt. By the way, if I throw out a prompt that you don't want to respond to for any particular reason, feel free to pass. All Sound right, good? I'm in. Yes. Okay, so here we go. Rebecca, you are up first. 
what would you recommend is a fantastic girls trip for a larger group of girls, say five or more? I would say your advice around anything local, just so that you don't price somebody out of it or get to be as inclusive as possible. If you're planning a big group, I think staying somewhere nearby, a staycation would be awesome. Since I'm based in Indy, that might look like something like downtown Indy, Chicago, or Cincinnati. So I went the exact opposite <laughs> direction and said, everybody should spend a lot of money and go to a retreat place where they have activities because then everybody can do some things on their own and then come together and do other things, especially if um, everybody doesn't know each other super well. That can be a great way for people to get downtime and relax, relaxing without everybody having to do the same thing. Nice. So we might have two um, two ends of the continuum on the budget spectrum there. I'm going to land somewhere in the middle with um, consider renting a house from BRBO um, or even uh, going to a villa, a villa property or a condo property that has multiple bedrooms where you've got a bunch of girls and you can get into one place that has a common dining room where you can eat together um, and spend your time together. Okay, so Great next idea. question. Um, what do you have to recommend from your experience for going on a girl's trip that is easy on the budget? So I said Vegas because you can get decent hotel deals for the value of the hotel, like nice pool. Um, it's not as cheap to eat there as it used to be, but it seems like nearly every place flies fairly cheap to Vegas. So that was my first choice. And it's always a good time. Always. Although Cirque du Soleil shows do add up on the budget. But, yes, that was my gut reaction. I think half-day driving trips, spend a night in a hotel, check out free um, events, concerts, things like that that they have there. Um, sometimes zoos and museums can be free or pretty cheap and can be fun things to do. Michelle's answer is very mm-hmm. better, much better on the uh, budget. <laughs> <laughs> You have, like, the hangover answer, <laughs> and I have the other answer. I Every like time it. I go to Vegas, I price line, though, and I won't spend more than, like, $125 and have gotten, like, really nice hotels, like, really, really nice. So that's why I think it's a budget, a deal, I guess. Nice. Yes. Um, I'm going to stick with my visit your friends in whatever location they are in and take advantage of um, some nights staying with your friends and um, potentially driving with your friend to wherever you're going. So for example, I was just on a girl's trip with a girlfriend who lives in Colorado Springs. And so I flew into Colorado Springs to meet her, spent the night at her house, got to spend time with her family. And then the next morning, We drove about four hours to a lovely small town in southern Colorado called Pagosa Springs, which has uh, some hot springs and resorts, uh, places to relax and spas. Great time. And um, although I am not a fan of road trips, I got to tell you, the four hours in the car with Deborah were fantastic because it was time to catch up and connect one-on-one without any other distractions. And we had a blast stopping at small towns along the way and just checking out random things. So it was a really good time. 
Okay, next prompt, Rebecca, back to you. What recommendations do you have about fantastic girls trips that are great for relaxing? Napa. Napa Valley. Uh, I know. Uh, I like it. Uh, Mine is the beach. Any beach? Any beach. <laughs> any beach. And I'm going with a spa resort. You mentioned this earlier, Michelle. Um, we went to Lake Austin Spa Resort last year on a girls' trip, and it was phenomenal. Yes, for sure. Loved it. Relaxed. Um, had a great time there. Um, so now let's go from relaxing to bustling cities. What cities do you recommend for girls' trips? Rebecca, back to you. So I'm definitely a city person, more of a city person than a beach person. So I do like taking girls' trips to places with lots going on. And Chicago is one of my favorites. Of course, having lived in St. Louis and now Indy, it's nearby and convenient. But there's tons of great shopping, lots of really nice uh, restaurants, and um, the architectural boat tour is just a really, really good time. So it's a nice place to meet up with girlfriends, kind of hang out. And, of course, lots of hotels have spas and things to do as well if you want some relaxation. There is actually technically a beach in Chicago. You can do a, a stand-up, um, what do they call that, SUP thing? Stand-up paddleboarding. Thank you. You can do that out there on the <laughs> lake if you want. Uh, I did not. I am an observer uh, when it comes to those kinds of things. But anyway, Chicago is my vote. Nice. Michelle, how about you? I have a few. I said um, Austin, Napa slash San Fran, New York City, and Nashville. Austin and Nashville are, I think, the number one um, destinations for bachelorette, bachelor parties, and so they've just become big destinations for that. We saw a ton of them when we were in Austin last year, right, Sandy? We did, and that surprised me. I had no idea that Austin attracted uh, lots of bachelor, bachelorette parties, but it's a great city. I actually had San Francisco topping my list because there's just Tons of things to do in the city and super easy access to wine country, which gets my vote most every time. Mm -hmm. um, how about from your experience, what girls trips maybe were quick but impactful for you? Rebecca? Well, I put down Indiana, which is kind of a joke, but you uh, guys have been on two girls trips with me to Indiana before I lived here again. And uh, we came over to French Lick once for the, a long weekend and also to downtown Indy. And uh, remember, that's where we infamously rode an elephant. So at least we forget. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it, yeah. Did we manage to get that into two podcasts? podcasts? We have now. Yes. Here, that nice. might be yes. the most nice. commonly yeah. referenced uh, thing now. <laughs> and as, as well as your biofreeze uh, massage. <laughs> massage. So it was impactful in, nice. in terms of, look, we're still talking about it. Right? Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And that was a number of years ago. It was. Yes. I don't know how many. We don't need to talk about that. Mm. <laughs> uh, Michelle, how about you? What's been quick but impactful for you? 
Well, one of them that came to mind was um, the trip to visit you, Sandy, last year in Florida. It was pretty quick because it was just a little over two days, and I felt like it was a great mix of um, going to Sarasota and having a day at the beach and then going back to Orlando and doing Epcot food and wine, checking out Disney. So it was like chill and then hang out at a theme park, eat and drink, and so I feel like it was great quality time because we had drive time, but um, we were able to do it in two and a half days. It's mm-hmm. great. We did accomplish a lot in a short amount we of time. We did. <laughs> and the podcast was birthed, so right. it was all great. <laughs> that is right. That's where this all started. Um, and my quick but impactful was earlier this year, I did um, a cruise out of Port Canaveral over to the Bahamas, which is a weekend cruise. You leave on a Friday um, afternoon and come back uh, early on a Monday. So it's fast, but... You are completely gone from your real life, regular, Mm -hmm. whatever you need to do in real life, right? So you are on vacation um, and you can do everything from relaxing at the spa to playing games to dancing around the pool. Lots of options. It was great. Um, How about spiritual rejuvenation? Have you had a girl's experience where you felt like it's been an opportunity for spiritual rejuvenation? So I have a smart aleck answer, which is Memphis and Elvis. Did we not fill his spirit at Graceland a few years ago? (laughs) I mean, that's like a holy, you know, grail. Experience. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yes. It's Uh an experience. I love Graceland. I have, I have never been a huge Elvis fan, but there is something about Graceland which is just mesmerizing because only in America, right, would we right. have the Graceland experience. So um, I think you could kind of stretch spiritual, put that in quotes, yeah. and put Graceland on the list. Actually, did while you guys were there, I can't remember. I've been to Memphis now so many times. Did we go to the Civil Rights Museum? Because that that is in and of itself a just remarkable experience um you get to stand on the balcony where martin luther king jr was shot um it's that my honest answer would be more around that but um memphis is cool for lots of reasons yeah nice. cool. well mine goes a totally different direction um so i would say about every other year my bible study group does a conference together where we go see a bible study teacher or a group of women. So we've gone to Women of Faith before. We did that in Kansas City. That was great because we have, you know, a few hours in the car together. A whole bunch of us get hotel rooms. We go out for dinners and um, really come together and have great worship time, um, learn new things. And we did the same thing. I think it was two years ago. We all went to Nashville. And the conference ended at noon on Saturday. And so we were able to take a tour around Nashville and have dinner that night, have brunch the next day, and then headed back. So it was a great opportunity to do some um, really good spiritual rejuvenation and girl time combined. Nice. Um, For me, my example is back to the spa resort uh, at Lake Austin. And it's all what you make of it, right? So not everybody's going to have a spiritual experience there, but there are certainly um, sessions for meditation, uh, deep relaxation, and you can take that any direction that you want. Um, But for me, I used some of that really structured time for prayer, as well as they had some fantastic hammocks by the lake, and I could just 
lay out there for a long time um, in the sunshine and really reflect on life and where I am and where it is that I want to go. So um, that was that was really nice for me. Okay, so now we're rounding out um, all of our girls trips and I'm going to ask you the difficult question of what has been your favorite, absolute favorite girls trip if you had to pick just one and why? Rebecca. Maui, when uh, Michelle and I flew out to see you when you were still living there, Sandy. It was just awesome. Great Aww, trip. do you know how oh, it warms no. my heart to hear you say that? Oh, love Maui. Fantastic. Thank you. Michelle, how about you? So mine is the same, but I have two trips there. So I went there with uh, my best friend, Jen, and then a few years later to visit you. So it is a truly special place. But I would say that a really, really, really close second is the Lake Austin Spa Resort for all the reasons that you mentioned. So it's like a 1B. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So a second vote for Maui and another vote for Lake Austin Resort and Spa. And for me, um, my... 40th birthday celebration was a girl's trip. Oh, Michelle, now you're trying to to latch onto (laughs) that one too. No, I didn't put that because your brother-in-law was there. So it wasn't just girls. So I figured that that didn't count. But right. But if it counts, that goes to the top of the list. You can't beat it. (laughs) Okay. So for my 40th birthday, I organized a trip to French Polynesia, where we had the opportunity to visit Tahiti and a bunch of the neighboring islands, including Bora Bora. And it was absolutely spectacular. Did some um, time on land with some land tours and then did a seven night cruise through the islands. It was spectacular in all regards. I have nothing but high praise for that trip. And to Michelle's point, it was technically not just a girl's trip as my brother-in-law, who is fantastic. Um, a brave, and, brave soul. <laughs> and willing to travel with a bunch of uh, women. He joined us as well, and we had a fantastic trip. So I vote French Polynesia. Do you see the island theme? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, so girls' trips are clearly important to us. We see a lot of value in them. So now the question is, what's your next scheduled girls' trip? Rebecca. Yeah, so I'm super excited about my next. It's actually going to end up just being one of my um, dear, dear friends, a lifelong friend since we were two. We went all through K through 12 and college together, been in each other's weddings, just um, super close, uh, still don't get to see each other that often because we live about three hours away from one another. But we are headed to Lisbon, Portugal and the Canary Islands in November. Ooh, wow. Yes. Nice. That's a good one. It will be (laughs) probably the mother of all girls trips for me for a while. Nice. Michelle, how about you? What are your girls trip plans? So mine is Palm Beach, Florida. Um, I have a really good friend who has a big birthday. So we're going to a place that's similar to Lake Austin in that it's a nice spa resort. But they also have an activity pass for you to do things like Pilates and yoga on the beach. And um, our plan is to go to Miami for one day in South Beach. So I think it'll be a good mix of chill and a little bit of city time. Mostly chill. (laughs) Nice. That sounds very good. 
And for me in October, I will be headed to Asheville, North Carolina for a friend's bachelorette party. I've never been to, actually, I don't think I've been in North Carolina because I'm not counting airport visits to Charlotte. <laughs> it will be my first first visit to North Carolina, and I've heard all great things about Asheville. Mm-hmm. And of course, it'll be mm-hmm. a great group of ladies there. So I'm looking forward to that. Perfect time of year. Yes, yeah. it'll be great. Um, So now that we round out our conversation on our girls trip recommendations, what final advice might you have for our listening audience about how to plan for a wildly successful girls trip? Michelle, your thoughts on that? So I think um, once you have the trip planned and you know who's going, I think it's important to figure out what you do need to book in advance. So for example, if you're going to do a spa appointment like we've talked about, especially if you're trying to coordinate multiple people to all get in at one time, it's best to book a month or two in advance to make sure that you're all able to get in and that way you're not spending a whole day there. As fun as that is, that may not be all you want to do. And um, so find a couple of things to do and um, do that, but plan as much unscheduled time as possible. Go with a group that's really willing to go with the flow and not have it be overly scheduled. Look for hotel hotel deals. Even up until the last minute, you can always cancel unless you did um, paid for it up front. You can also always cancel it at the last minute and book another hotel if you find a good deal. Nice. Rebecca, what advice do you have? Yeah, I would say trying to get a good gauge for everyone's interest and making plans that are, you know, interesting to the most people possible, but yet not sweating, like trying to make everyone happy all the time. And so I think, you know, understanding, I guess, who all you're going with and whoever's trying to organize things being in good close communication with those folks and making sure that people are excited about the things that you're doing, but also maybe not feeling obligated to go to everything. Um, So giving lots of variety, I guess, would be my best advice. Absolutely. And that advice about you can't always please everybody, that sort of applies to life in general. (laughs) Absolutely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's always good advice. Um, For me, my advice was around one of our biggest obstacles, which we talked about earlier, which is the cost of a girl's trip. So um, agreeing, I think, on what the costs are going to be in advance, making sure that it's uh, well known what what the known costs are and then where there might be additional expenses. Um, And then as you're planning for the trip, set a deadline to as to when people need to confirm their participation because my experience has been when you start talking about a girl's trip everybody's in but then over time as it gets closer and reality sets in and people are starting to think about can i really take the time off and do i really have the money for this people start to back out Mm -hmm. you don't want your friends to start backing out when you've already put money down on a large rental home So set a deadline in advance, get confirmation of participation, and maybe even consider getting people to um, pay for something in advance, whether that's their airline tickets or a contribution to the the hotel stays. Just to make sure, I think that helps um, ensure that everybody's on the same page and the expectations are are set at the beginning about how things are going to go. And that way you can avoid um, failing to meet someone's expectations. We want it truly to be a wildly successful girls' trip. Absolutely. 
So I don't know about you guys, but I've had quite a bit of fun this today talking about our past vacations and how much fun I have traveling with both of you as well as yes. on other girls' trips. So much fun. It makes me so think to, we should be booking one. We need to, we need to figure right. it out. <laughs> yes. Even though we all have one right. in the next right. month <laughs> already. We're ready to book another oh, one. Yes. yes. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so to our listening audience, thanks so much for joining us again today. For questions or comments about today's podcast, please contact us through our website. You can find us at leadtravelpray, that's one word, leadtravelpray.com. We'd love to hear about your travel experiences, your girls' trips, um, and any tips that you might have on your girls' trips, too, that we might be able to incorporate into our future trips. Until next time, prosper through leadership, travel, and pride.